Welcome to the Writer's Block. I am your host, Jennifer Harris, freelance writer, blogger, and indie author. The Writer's Block exists to give resources, tools, and visibility to other indie authors, especially minority writers, writers of color, and black writers. Let this podcast serve as a haven for all of you who need light in these dark times and who may not have a soft place to fall just yet. Even for those of you who have a desire to write and need support to keep going. Get your pens, get your paper, we're about to circle the block. Hello, 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 my beloved oracle storytellers and dexterous verbal acrobats of this written realm. It is Jen Harris once more yet again and still with your new episode of The Writer's Block. With it being February, with this being the month of love all over the world, but if you let me tell it, me being the consummate Juliet that I am, the eternal romantic that I am, every day should be Valentine's Day, not just on the 14th, not just once a year. You should be celebrating the one you love every single day. But with that being said, I actually came in with a concept that I actually heard from the magnanimous Titan herself, Shonda Lynn Rhymes. Yes, this is going to be a shameless plug for her book, The Year of Yes, along with a concept that she called the five mile sprint. Now I must admonish once more yet again and still that I did not create this concept. The concept of the five mile sprint is in Shonda Rhimes's book. I admonish you all, if you are a writer, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are in any way affiliated with a field that you have to build, develop and build teams that you read the year of yes. I know there are people who have not necessarily warmed up to the book, because it is a read that is very writing intensive. Um, Shonda Rhimes makes no qualm about the nature and need for the book. Uh, But a quick rundown is the book, again, was based upon a challenge posed to her by her older sister. Um, In her older sister posing this challenge to her, she said to Shonda, you never say yes to anything. And she kind of said it offhanded as most older sisters do to younger sisters, because what I found out during the course of my experience reading the book, that Shonda Rhimes is actually, I believe the youngest of five or six. So in being the youngest of a big family, she gets the benefit of both experience, observation and knowledge. So when her sister told her that you never say yes to anything. Immediately Shonda got defensive. She said to her sister that she's a mother, that she writes for television, that she has deadlines and meetings and there's stuff that she has to do. But even in the doing, her sister told her, you never say yes to anything. She, even now, as I repeat it back to, uh, to you all, the listening audience, it, it resonates with me as well. So as I endeavored upon this book, I actually read it through Audible. Yes, Audible counts as reading books. I personally still like to be read to, especially when I'm doing projects. I like the comfort of being read to. It's a thing. My mother and father read to me when I was a little girl and I read to my kids. Ergo, I like to be read to. 
And with that, as the book intensified, as she talked about her struggles with weight, as she talked about her struggles being the, being an FOD, uh, which is first only different. You have to read the book to actually grasp how deep that is. Uh, she talks about, you know, her relationships, her interpersonal relationships, how she related to her daughters in the midst of building what we now know as Shondaland, you know, this empire. Um, she said, as it relates to this relationship she had with a young man, that she considered getting to this creative space a five mile sprint as far as she's in the zone. She has the thing that she needs, laptop, juice, beverage, whatever, music. And her goal is to get through this sprint and get to where she needs to be at in order to create what she needs to create. And that level of brutal honesty, I had not heard from any writer. I had not heard it from any writer before or since. And this is one of the reasons why when Shonda Rhimes says something about writing, I pay attention. There was one quote that she gave via Twitter, I believe, oh, maybe, maybe it was about a year ago, where she mentioned that most people, most reporters ask those of us who write, you know, how were you lured into writing? How did writing lure you? And it was Shonda Rhimes who said via Twitter, and it is a joy to follow her on Twitter and Instagram. I suggest that you do so that she said she made a $1.2 billion. She made $1.2 billion worth of programming with just her imagination. She is not, she does not, she is not lured. She said, and most powerful thing she said after that was I am the candy. So let's talk about this magical journey and sometimes frustrating journey of the five mile sprint. Welcome back, dear ones. So as it relates to the five mile sprint, again, I cannot overemphasize that I did not create this phrase. I did not create this concept. The concept was again given by Shonda Rhimes from her book, The Year of Yes. But as a writer, I believe that I can show and shed some light on this particular topic. There are those of us who, of this realm, who do these 26 letters, who do these words, as I love to say, whom have our own processes as to how we get to where we have to get to. For me, for example, I write to either music or again, to an audiobook, or um, I write in the morning or sometimes late at night. I write when I have all, not necessarily all system go, systems go, but I write in, in a fashion by which it's conducive to my own productive processes. What does that mean? That means that when I write, I like to have my laptop. I like to be warm. So I have my cape on. I call it my magic blanket, which is like this throw I got from five below. I have my pencil and paper if need be necessary. And I have my laptop and my phone. That's, that's what I need. Um, and what I do is sometimes I get right to the work. Sometimes I have a, a blank word document in front of me, or I have blank paper in front of me. It depends on which way I'm going or what project I'm working on. And sometimes I'll open a screen on, uh, on the laptop or, you know, go through my phone through Instagram or Facebook, whatever to clear my head. 
to kind of deprogram from the day where I begin to switch off those levers, as it were, pull down those levers that I used all day. You know, the, the mom thing goes down a little bit, never goes completely off, but I pull it down a little bit. I pull the wife thing down a little bit, the friend, the friend, the, you know, the mentor, the teacher, I pull, I pull those levers down so I can actually be able to see where I want to go next. So I can actually be able to say, okay, this is what I want to work on tonight. And this is where I got to get to. And in her book, uh, Shonda, Shonda said that she gets through, you know, her social media, you know, fantasies about Idris Elba to get to where she has to go. And she calls it laying track. Uh, and again, I didn't notice until I read her book that I, and I was supposed this is just specific for ABC, but it may be applicable across the board when writing for television. She said that writing for television, you need a script every eight days. So the, the clip that she has to be on to produce that level of writing every eight days is monumental. So she has to be able to get through, negotiate the mental gymnastics to get to the portion of her that is creative, that is centered, and that is focused on this project. Here it is, <clears throat> the introduction of the five mile sprint. And when she said that, I completely understood. I completely understood. For me, I had never called it that. For me, I had called it, I ha and have called it for some years now, I call it clocking in. Because basically I'm in a mobile office. <laughs> I have everything with me, all the accoutrement of being in an office. Uh, you know, I'm feel sometimes before I get writing, I'll do the business stuff, you know, I'll answer my emails. I'll field questions from my staff. I'll set meet, I'll set meetings. I'm beginning to unwind the business portion of my psyche in order to get to the creative portion. Cause the goal is always to get to the creative portion. As Shonda says in her book that the quicker you're able to negotiate you know, the traffic, as it were, to get to where you need to get to, the quicker you're able to get to it. And the quicker you're able to get to it, the quicker you're able to produce and create and write and get to the good stuff. The basis of the five mile sprint as a writer, again, for the fourth time or third time, this, con this particular conversation today, that the five mile sprint is not my concept. It is the proper, is the intellectual property of Shonda Lynn Rhymes. As a writer, I've, I completely understand what she's talking about. So for those of you who write or consider writing, I need you to understand that you will indeed encounter this. You may not, you may not write for television. You may not necessarily write plays, but you could do like the marvelous Maya Angelou would do. Cause she says she would play cards to get to the secret places of her mind where the poems were. If she could, occupy her mind, she was able to get to the portion that it, that is creative to get to where she had to get to, to write what she had to write. Most writers have idiosyncrasies like that, that allow us to get to those creative forces by which fuel us. For you, it may be taking a walk, taking a walk outside. It could be spending time with your children. It could be playing cards. It could be for me, you know, listening to music and cleaning up. Because for me, in order for me to truly create and truly focus on the work, I have to have all, I have to have, you know, my area be clean or at least halfway organized and my household chores done. But some of that is because when I was growing up, my mother, who is still my most ardent and staunch supporter, 
she would tell me if you know if you want to write make sure all your your, your chores are done first because she knew once I tapped in I wasn't go- I wasn't going to relinquish the pen or paper or typewriter for anything so in the five mile sprint what I want you to consider is what things are you negotiating what things are you trying to get through to get down your track to get down your particular lane to get to where you have to get to the one thing you have to remember is that no one can do that for you. We can give you tips, we can give you tricks, we can give you tools, but the actual negotiating of laying the track, of following the sprint, of following this trajectory, as it were, to where you have to get to as a writer, beloved, that is completely up to you. It's going to be completely up to you. But as always, I do have some tips and tricks on how to better access this process and exercise this concept and also the hindrances to you to which come to either distract you from progress or discourage you from it Like all good students, I hope you have pen and paper ready. So one of the things that you can do to expedite your success as it relates to the five mile sprint is going to be really self-observation. What things do you like around you when you write? Do you have to eat before? Do you write better hungry? Do you like when the room is cold? Do you like when the room is warm? Do you like writing longhand or shorthand? Um, Do you like having your computer nearby or not? Most of the things that are conducive to your success, especially as it relates to this concept, are going to be around and based around your own level of comfort. What do you like around you? What things are beneficial to you? And what things do you need or you believe that you need in order to be successful? Again, I've listed some of mine already. I like to have my pen and paper with me. I like to have my laptop, my phone, and white noise in the background. I actually have a playlist that um, I listen to also when I write as well. And I normally write with earphones in, again, white noise so I can focus. So as it relates to continued success with your five mile sprint, I'm going to give you the same quote that I always give you, especially the two from Anne Rice and Stephen King. Stephen King says once more yet again, still, which is, I think is a gospel quote as it relates to writers is do not come lightly to the blank page. You just can't. You cannot be intimidated by blank pages. Of course they are intimidating, but you cannot use blank pages as a continued source of intimidation. Because if you're a writer, your goal is to bend them and fill them and remember that the pages are here for you and you are the master of them. The other quote by Anne Rice is, as it, again, as it relates to writing is you only get better with writing by writing. There is no, there is no magic formula. There is no wand. There is no sorting hat. There is no, there is no, um, there is no rune or spell. There's nothing that you can do to get better at writing except by writing. So you have to be able to, to confront the things by which stop you or hinder you or scare you from writing with my clients. The one things that I, the one thing that I've consistently found as it relates to getting started 
with a work or getting started with a project is most people don't know where to begin. Most people don't know where to begin. They don't know which way to go. And most people who do not make writing a full-time vocation or even a full-time hobby, as it were, they don't necessarily, they think that there needs to be some kind of rule. Like if there's something hard and fast that they can follow, then it'll be easier. But the one thing about writing is there aren't really any hard and fast rules. The only hard and fast rule is write. Write in a language that you are most fluent in, in a, with a genre or topic that you are most comfortable with, and write. Those are your only rules. Those are your only rules. And with those being your only rules, they're everything else you can make up. So your success as it relates to utilizing the concept of a five-mile sprint is how dedicated are you to getting to this door, as it were? How dedicated are you to getting through the distractions, getting through the noise of the day to actually get to where you desire to get to, to create what you need to create or feel that you need to create? The other thing that's going to increase your success as it relates to this concept is going to be your willingness to put the time in. Um, I know that Shonda Rhimes still has a masterclass as it relates to writing for television. In her commercial for masterclass, she said that everybody can write, even if it's 10 minutes a day, you can, you can put something down on paper. You can create something. And I'm a big, I'm a big believer in that. If you take into account the amount of time that you waste in a day, you can find 10 minutes. There are apps that we waste time on, myself included, that gobble up valued writing time. They gobble it up. Uh, in the 10, 15 minutes that you scroll through your socials or respond to whatever uh, fire that's happening on Twitter or whatever memes are going, or going through Facebook and Instagram, you could be writing down the title of the work that you've been mulling around in your head for the past three or four months that you've been afraid to write down. It is in your success as a writer is going to be dependent on how fervent you are and can become about the thing that you want to do. That cannot be given to you. That has to be birthed out of you. You have to, and sometimes as writers, we have to grow into that. Um, and being and growing into that, you have to understand that not everything will work for you, but the things by which work for you that are comfortable for you to create, use those. Use those. So now that we've discussed the successes, let's talk about the hindrances. The hindrances to the five mile sprint, I, I have lightly touched on. One of those is your lack of writing. It's, all, it's always going to be harder to write when you don't write. Think of writing as a muscle, the skill of writing as a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets, the easier that it is to create, to empower, to uplift, to do whatever it is that you want to do. The, the more you work it, the easier it is to work. But when you abandon it, that muscle atrophies. What does that mean? Atrophy is a fancy name for wasting away or becoming weak. Not that you're not a writer anymore, but you're going to have to begin to work that muscle again to get back to the place that you were at before. And sometimes that is hard. Audrey Lord says it this way. There, there are times that 
you know, writers don't write and it's devastating because writing is like breathing. And I completely agree. There are certain things that writers need to do that when we don't do them, our world is askew. There was a time after a horrible breakup, and I'll talk about this in my book, Write Life, which is available on Kindle and Amazon, that I couldn't write at all. You know, I've, I've been writing, and I've made no secret about this, I had been writing since I was about eight years old. And I had that talent confirmed by a third grade teacher. Her name was Miss Constance Kelly. Miss Kelly told me after I'd given her this, um, I guess you would call it when I was growing up, uh, a personal narrative about the rain and I had given it to her and she had given it back to me like a week later and told me, this is good. You should keep writing and affirming that I wanted to keep that skill, that talent to myself. What does that mean? That means that I, I had something that I believe was special and unique to me that I could then begin to master and chase after. And I've been chasing after it ever since. But after this particular breakup with this person I had been with for three years, um, I couldn't write. It was just gone. No poems, no, um, no essays, no stories, nothing. I think I, bar I barely journaled. No, I did journal, but there was nothing else creative that I wrote. And that was devastating. I, I had not come to a place where I had, I had to come to a place that I had to accept that maybe the talent is gone. And that was heartbreaking. That was almost equivalent to a death. That was, dev that was completely devastating to me. And it was actually through the advent of a healthier relationship that I found after that, by which the words came back. So do I have fits and stops and starts of writing and not writing? Not as frequently as I used to, but I know, but for me, again, as it relates to five mile sprint, as it relates to focusing, as it relates to laying track and running after the thing that I need to create. What I noticed is when I'm in a, when I am in a dark emotional place, it is hard to write. Some people can write in that space. I can't write in that space. So one of the hindrances, one of the hindrances for me as it relates to this kind of focus and laser sharp accuracy that I need, I can't afford to allow myself to be so wrapped up in something that is abusive, something that is dark, something that is unprofitable because it will then infringe on my talent. It will then, it will siphon the power of my gift, which is horrendous. So another hindrance or distraction that comes from uh, ignoring the need to write, ignoring your own personal sprint is and can be just regular distractions. Now we're all, we're all human. We all have needs and responsibilities and things by which demand our attention on, day, on a day-to-day -day basis. But the one thing that I must admonish you all to do is to be cognizant of what you give your energy to. Be cognizant of the, thi of the things by which sap and tap your creative energy. Again, uh, the world is a, is a busy place. It's only getting smaller and the demands on your time as a person um, can be quite numerous. So if you indeed are serious about trying to write, even if it's just something 
um, that again, especially if you're getting back into writing, especially if you're doing the, let's just write five to 10 minutes a day, you need to be cognizant of what it is you are giving your energy towards. I'm not telling you to, to pack up and live off the land and, and become a hermit or, you know, become a recluse, like, um, God rest her soul, Harper, Harper Lee or, or, um, J.D. Salinger. What I am telling you is that you need to be cognizant of what you give your time to. Because if you give your time to everything and the everything is taxing and laborious and, and full of avarice, you're not going to have the drive to write. The drive to write will be at the base bottom of anything else that you would want to do. So you have to be cognizant of that. You have to be able to lay track. And again, the concept of laying track, that's all Shonda Rhimes as well. So as far as my take on that, for me laying track as it relates to trying to get back to writing is I make my environment conducive to that. If I know that I'm gonna write for a specific amount of time or on a specific day, I try and make sure that that day is conducive to me creating, meaning that I don't have any meetings that day or all my emails are answered in the first part of the day or um, certain things with my children are not scheduled that day. I make the day conducive to writing. So that way when I get home or when I get back to a place that I can actually work and have refuge, that I'm able to tap in. Because I've been thinking about writing all day. It's not just something that I have to plop down with and then automatically like scurry and <clears throat> scurry and begin to dig my way, the whole of um, the demands of the day, I have to dig myself out of. I've already put myself in a position to write. I've already done that. The track that I laid that day will help me get to where I need to get to. And I am happy to say that, again, these things, these things have worked for me. In laying track and making, uh, making my days conducive and controlling my time and doing these things have made writing that much easier for me. So getting to the point of creativity and getting to the point where I can pull out the poems, as Lucille, again, but as Lucille Clifton says, if I knew where poems were, I would go get them. But I'm able to basically <clears throat> make what is seen, what would seem to be a marathon, indeed a sprint. I'm able to get to where I need to get to quicker than what I would think in order to tap in and grab whatever it is that I need, whether that be a poem, whether that be a blog post, whether that be an essay. And whether that be the be a novel, because Lord knows there's like four of them that are running around my brain right now. But I'm able to do that because I'm controlling my time. That indeed, beloved, is going to be the thing you need to master. As a writer, you are going to have to master time. You're going to have to be able to look at pages, to look at the work you have in front of you and determine what it is you want to do first, what can wait and what thing is calling to you. But you can do it. You can definitely do it. It is not impossible. The only thing that makes writing impossible, the only thing that makes writing impossible is if that you know that you have to and just won't. And there's a famous quote that says that a writer who doesn't write is courting insanity. Don't be that person. And as always, happy writing. Well, my fellow storytellers, oracles, and other writing troublemakers, 
it is that time again for me to leave you to your thoughts and words. Remember to follow the Writer's Block podcast on social media. You can find us at the Writer's Block Official on Instagram and the Writer's Block Podcast on Facebook. If you are interested in advertising with us, would like a book to be recommended, or know an indie author who needs more shine, make sure, pretty please, to email us at circletheridersblock at gmail.com. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC based out of San Antonio, Texas for all audio production and mixing. Remember, you have the power to bend blank pages to the will of your pen. See you all again next time when we circle the block.